0: Gotta catch out we know things! <laughs> What's up gentlemen? I <laughs> fucking love it! Well hello everybody and welcome to episode 174 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall. And alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. We burning the midnight oil today, baby. Yeah, welcome to the We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. We usually do this around 7, 7.30 p.m. uh, on a Thursday, but it is Wednesday, February 19th, 2020. So anything that happens on Thursday the 20th, including the Animal Crossing Direct, we will not have covered on this episode, even though you're hearing it on Friday the 21st. We had to record a night early which we'll get into the reason for that for a second. And also, we generally record at seven seven thirty. It is nine o'clock now, and for most people, that's not late. For us two old heads, is well, is for,
1: late. For me, it feels like midnight. I got to wake up at four for work. So
0: yeah, so that's how dedicated we are to this podcast that we are staying up what we consider late. Because you also got to remember, this is going to take a while to record. So we're not going to get to bed till well after uh, normal. So and it was a double header tonight. We did a double header tonight. Yeah, we just recorded something really cool we'll talk about in a few moments. Uh we announced it on our social media over the weekend. We teased it on last week's episode. So got a lot to cover tonight. Um I, I think thank goodness it was a slower news week because if we had a full show, I, I'd probably go nuts.
1: Yeah, I'll be like, let's do half today, half tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the option is technically there, but we got a big one for you tonight. Uh You know, we'll talk a little bit about that thing we just recorded. We're going to start off after that with our picks of the week. Bring that to you at the top of the show now instead of the end. We got trivia for you tonight and a potential trivia champion. It is 10 for me, 4.5 for Sam in our race to 11, win by 2. I could tie up the trivia challenge at 2-2 to with a victory tonight. It would also be my fifth straight week getting a question right.
1: And I think... You will get it right.
0: He's like, what color are those red
1: fire trucks? Yo, I I thought, I think I've been loving them, man. I'm I'm giving (laughs) me. We're
0: going to go to, uh, after trivia, into the movie section where we have a little bit. Uh, TV is where most of the news will be tonight. Sam will take over in the gaming space where we talk about the January NPD. Always one of our favorite stories of the month. A couple things in music. Our other... Should just call it food. Tonight we have a, a food story, which is where our top three is going to be housed. I love when we do food top three. Yeah, just random as shit. They're my favorite. Yeah. is food top three. Sam is back with a CGC spotlight after skipping one last week. He is back with a CGC spotlight of the week this week. And then we will get on out of here. And, and this book
1: could be sadly leaving the nest in the next month. We will Ooh, see.
0: The nest. There's a little hint as to what it is. Thank you very much. Uh, and thank you very much to the comic book fiend club uh, who uh, graciously asked us to be involved in a project yesterday. So we're looking forward to seeing that come to light. We'll tell you more about it when
1: we're just want to it. say, Chris, dollar Bin bandit on IG.
0: Yeah, we will. We'll tell you more about that project when they announce it. So uh, obviously they can have, they can have the announcement. But just thank you to the comic book fiend club for involving us in this project. We're really looking forward to it. A uh, quick reminder about our Patreon, patreon.com slash we squad for just one dollar a month. You can get access to monthly bonus episodes, which we're going to start recording pretty darn soon, uh, which is nuts because we have like seven interviews lined up. So we got to find a lot of time here to record. It's lucky that I moved around the corner.
1: No, thank God, because I was like, oh, my God, all the driving I had to do. We don't generally I don't
0: know if we would have done this if I still lived where I live. We probably would because we're psychos or we might have had to juggle something. Yeah, maybe just something. we would have made a (laughs) sacrifice. somewhere. The episodes would have been 30 minutes and that's it. But we're just talking movies. I'm incredibly verbose, so nothing we ever do will just be thirty minutes. Except for that one where I had the toothache when John I got Stewart. my tooth extracted. It was legit thirty minutes. I had mouth <laughs> surgery, and then we did a twenty-minute episode after I had ma- the same day I had mouth surgery. That's fucking dedication. Yeah. Dedication. It's a complete dedication to podcasting. <laughs> uh, so after that Patreon reminder, um, before our pick of the week, a little hype up for something we just did. Again, we're burning the nine o'clock oil tonight, and uh, for damn good reason because we just spent over an hour. Uh, with now, friend of the show, Jason Page. Um, and if you're like, hey, that name sounds familiar, but where do I know him from? Literally everything. Uh, he has done jingles for uh, Bounty and Mountain Dew and uh, Subway. Subway, Pepsi, Coca Cola. <laughs> like, if you remember as a kid in the 90s, the Quilted Quicker Picker, that's him. That's his voice. And Subway, Eat Fresh. And also, awesome. we have him. And oh, by the way, he was the singer to the original pokemon theme song from the anime in 1999 yes you know what i'm talking about 1998 we all
1: sung the song millions of times
0: i want to be the very best we have that guy on the show he did an intro for us that you just heard at the beginning of this episode if you need
1: a little tease he does a spot-on Pesci impression. If that doesn't get you hyped for it, I don't know.
0: We And I'm not even talking impression. He talks like Pesci for minutes at a time. He has a conversation with us in Joe Pesci's voice. He also goes and talks about Rent and what Rent means to him. And we're talking, of course, of the uh, the Broadway musical that he got to be a part of. And a very special story that he told us. I don't tell many people this, so... Got a lot of insight to that. We do about 20, 25 minutes on the Pokemon theme song and everything that kind of encompassed that. Then the rest of his career and all the other jingles and stuff that he did. And man, what a special, what a special interview that was. And like, check that right off the bucket list.
1: Oh, and of course, he did sing a song with Michael Jackson live. So there's also that.
0: Yeah, he got to rap for Michael Jackson uh, on stage. Freaking awesome. Which so like, you know. It's very rare you have folks like that on your show who, by the way, were just extremely welcoming and extremely uh, cordial and open to, to doing the interview Super in the nice first guy. place. Um, you know, responded back very quickly with, with an absolutely would love to do the interview thing. So great guy. Great interview at a great time. It's about an hour long. That will drop th- Two, three days from now, so this is dropping Friday the 21st, you're now hearing the interview, I believe it's the 24th, it's Monday uh, the 24th, you're going to be hearing the Jason Page bonus episode, completely dedicated to our time with him, so look forward to that in just a few days from now, and if you're listening to this after Monday, go back into the feed and check out the episode after this one, it's going to be bonus episode, Jason Page (coughs) interview, really looking forward to that one, but I'm also really looking forward to hearing your Pick of the week,
1: and it's time for Dolomite is my name. Honestly, I
0: was so, I want to see that so bad. Man. I think it's on Netflix.
1: No, it, it is. I was going to say it's on Netflix. It's probably Eddie Murphy's best film. I swear, the last fifteen years, I've
0: begged her to watch it. We have a lot of other things we're watching.
1: It's. it's I, I can see her maybe not you know not being her her thing, but I think for me, me, you and I, I think I think you will definitely love it. But it's Eddie Murphy. He plays the film filmmaker in real life, Rudy. Rudy Ray Moore, who is best known for portraying the character Dolomite in both his stand-up routines. And then he made a couple movies. Dolomite came out in 1975. You had Keegan-Michael Key in it, Mike Epps, Craig Robinson. And a person who nearly steals the movie from Eddie Murphy is Wesley Snipes. Mm. Every time I saw him, I am cracking up hysterical. Like, this was Wesley's back. This is like his film. he was an expendable story. He kind of sucked. But this, he was back. I loved it. If, if you just want to get some laughs, if you ever watch Dolmites, old routines, it's, you know, it's black and white, but it's, it, it's so out there and different than what I was used to. I found it so hysterical and, and it, it, I, I think Eddie Murphy got snubbed. He, and I think you'll agree after seeing it, I think he got snubbed for best actor and shit. I would have gave, I would have threw Wesley for supporting because he was that freaking funny. Check it out on Netflix, Netflix. Dolmite is my name.
0: Heard a lot of really good things about it. Really it's psyched fantastic. to, uh. To eventually check it out, I will say my pick of the week is not Knives Out, but I started it. Okay. So I did start it. I also watched Frozen 2 a shit ton of times. Just came out. I've watched it over 10 times already. But also, first- not my pick of the week. It is pretty <coughs> much dog shit. That's, that's actually what I've been hearing. It's really not good. There are two, in my opinion, two good songs. One of them is incredibly good. Yeah. It's the second song. I think it's, called, it's like Holding On Tight To You or something like that. Um, but really good tune. Really dark.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard. Like, oh, remember, it's it's a kid's movie. (laughs) It is
0: definitely meant for the kids who watched the first one that are now six years older. So, like, 12, 13. So, like, it definitely meant for that audience. It's not a a movie for Uh, six-year-olds. Really dark. I watched it a lot because... Ashley liked it a lot and also again, no, not my pick of the week, but just letting you know that knives out will be on my list soon enough. Cause I've 20 minutes in. It's great. Yeah, so far, I believe it's it. really good. Uh, my pick of the week. I'm going back into the music realm uh, where I feel like I bring a lot of thunder for the pick of the week section. Uh, I I am huge into a lot of bands. I get into new ones and then I, and I just, you know, gush about them on the show. I'm about to do that again. Uh, There's a band that I recently heard. Um, Basically, how I find out about new bands nowadays, since I don't don't go to shows a lot, is I go on Spotify. I click my favorite artists. I scroll down to people also listen to and I just click away and I just find new bands from that. And one of those I found was this band called Bearings uh, from Ottawa up in the old white north, Canada. Uh, And the first song I had heard from them, it was off the record called Blue in the Dark the song's name is blue in the dark. And I was like, huh, I love this guy's voice. Huh? I love this guitar. Huh? I love this chorus. And then you build on, you build on, you build on. And I was obsessed with that song. And then they actually, I think it's September, dropped some new tunes. And, and, um, one of them's called so damn wrong. I think it's called, uh, I'm double checking that now and I don't got to go far. Cause as soon as I open my Spotify, it's literally one of the first things I listen to. Um, it is. Yeah. So damn wrong. So uh, check out the band bearings, like the things you put in skateboards. That's right. Um, to make them go uh, so damn wrong. And then the entire record for blue in the dark, they're coming to Philly with sleep on it on Friday, March 6th. We are probably going to be there interviewing the band backstage, which I'm super psyched on working out the details of that now. Um, so stay tuned so stay tuned and if nothing else um, at least have a show review of the show Uh, a lot of the sleep out sleep on it tour is sold out if you know and like sleep on it the philly show is not yet sold out so we may uh, get some access to it and, and give you a really cool interview behind the scenes we're working that out like i said but bearings an incredible new band can't recommend them enough really really hope you jump on that train and listen to bearings uh, that is our picks of the week, Sam. I want to let you start off tonight. In trivia, I want I want to give you a chance, just a little glimmer of hope to see if you have a chance here. I'm going to give you the question first. Okay. Put a little pressure on me because I know you know this one. <laughs> okay. It's Family Guy. I know you got it. And then also, just again, put a little pressure on me. I'll just give you a little glimmer of A little of taste. Hope. Just, a little, <laughs> just a little glimmer. I don't want you to give it to me. I get it right. and then What is give you Peter's attention.
1: last name? Yeah, right.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right. So your question. In the very first episode of Family Guy, Death Has a Shadow, Season 1, Episode 1, who played Meg Griffin?
1: Oh, it wasn't. It was somebody else, was it? They got recast. Maybe it
0: was. Maybe it wasn't.
1: I don't think it was Kunis. Wasn't Mila Kunis? I don't know if she started with it. I think she came later. Or was she there the whole time? I could be tricking you. Maybe it was a different
0: character that was recast, and I'm just throwing you for a loop. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe Meg got recast. I'm trying to. I, I, it's been so
1: long since I saw
0: the first episode. I recently rewatched it because I, I like Good Family Guy. So I'm back to the beginning because that's Good Family Guy. We're on season 18, for gosh sakes. Uh, you can only I mean,
1: I'll so. I just I say Mila Kunis.
0: You don't even want the answers? Yeah, yeah I'm good. It's not Mila Kunis. Uh-huh. This is for no points. May God have mercy on uh-huh. your soul. Mila Kunis. Rachel McFarlane, Lacey or Shabbard, or, or Laurie Allen. Second one. Give me a name. McFarlane. Rachel McFarlane? Correct. Yeah. Would have gotten that half a point, yeah, that yeah, ever no, so valuable but half But I a was point.
1: thinking, I was like, but Alex Bourne, I thought maybe it was her because she, nope. she just changed her voice. So, as, so as how about
0: this? The first episode is Rachel McFarlane, who I believe is Seth McFarlane's wife. Yeah,
1: it sounds, I mean, sounds right. Or sister.
0: Could be sister, um, I would imagine. Probably not. I imagine a sister's married at that age and has a different last name, but you never know. And after that, for a few se- episodes of season one, then it was Lacey Shabert and or Shabert or whatever. <coughs> or oh wow! Shabert. And then Mila came in later. Meg is three voice actresses in the first two seasons alone.
1: That was that was a good tri- been a good trivia right there. It literally was the trivia, and I got it wrong anyway. <laughs>
0: Okay, I mean here. Here's for, your, for the
1: win. Here's your slam dunk.
0: I have to get this without asking for answers.
1: What is Jim Carrey's
0: highest-grossing movie? Give me the answers, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. Hey, you don't want to think hold about on, it. On, hold on, hold on, hold, on, hold on. God, uh, I'm gonna try. Oh, I no, just want to milk this shit. I just want to go another week. Um, we have uh, Ace Ventura. We have, um. Ace Ventura 2, we have, fuck, it's definitely not Man on the Moon. Um, liar, liar. Bruce Almighty is a candidate. That's a candidate. I actually couldn't kind of need the answers.
1: Okay. A- How the Grinch Stole Christmas. B, Bruce Almighty. C, Batman Forever. Oh, come on. D, The
0: Mask. You're going to count Batman Forever in there? He was fucking in it. I don't think the the comic book movies did that well back then. So I'm not going to have that on the list. The the Grinch is an interesting wild card in here. There's no Ace Ventura movies. That's shocking. I think the second one would have been my pick. But I did say that. In my, like, rambling, I did say Bruce Almighty, and that was one of your picks. I'm going to go Bruce Almighty. Correct. All right. Five weeks in a row, but I still don't have 11. Can you go figure how that works? Because four of the five weeks I took answers.
1: Uh, For some reason, I thought you were just going to get it. I don't know. I I I hate
0: Bruce Almighty. I don't think it's a good movie at all. Okay, so it wasn't even on your radar. No. I mean, I knew it did well. That's why I said yeah, it. I, I would have never thought it. did. Why that a liar well. is my favorite of those four followed by the Grinch. I think he gets a bum rap for his Grinch. His Grinch is good.
1: I did see. I think I tagged you in it. He did a face with like no makeup. Yeah, and I, he saw, still, he, I was, saw that one regardless. It was
0: great. It was, it was really good. It was really close to that Grinch. That was like 2001, hey. I think. All right, let's move into the movie section. We got our first look at Cletus Cassidy Thanks to Tom Hardy's now deleted Instagram post. Yeah, I uh, can't long. see it anymore, but we got an onset photo of uh, Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy.
1: I mean, as the looks of it. Thank God he doesn't have the red afro anymore.
0: Yeah, he got rid of the red that
1: because I, I, that's why I laughed. Yeah, I, you still remember the first time I saw it. I thought I, la- I was the only lacking. one in the theater that laughed that loud. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, it was a little dark. I didn't get to see it that long. But, hey, he's what, wearing a, a Hawaiian shirt?
0: Yeah, very bright yeah. 90s shirt there. Um, but I would go say check it out on Tom Hardy's Instagram. But you can't. So you just hey, have gone. to kind of take our word for it that it's available and it exists but you'll see it eventually, anyway. I think they're going to drop a trailer in the next three months. This movie is this year. Yeah, they, they they
1: have. To. I would it's say October. We're going to get a probably teaser in about a month.
0: You think a teaser in a month? I, I think mean, so. It won't have any footage because they're filming, or they so. just
1: wait for Morbius, or that, oh, that's not coming out till June. June.
0: I think so maybe, a, go, maybe you're right. Maybe, I
1: think the first, maybe the first one is Morbius. Maybe
0: it's a teaser in April, t- trailer in June. Maybe teaser in May, trailer in June. I could see a June trailer yeah. coming around Morbius. Get yeah. people hyped for the Morbius thing. It's the same universe. Yeah, so. perfect. Uh, Harrison Ford says the production on Indiana Jones 5 will begin in the next two months. So maybe mid-April. This I, guy... I, I just can't believe he's doing another one. I, 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 I'm I, baffled. I, f- I just have this like l- thought in my head of... He does his act, his own acting, but then when it comes to a stunt, there's, like, a clear 20-year-old yeah. with a wig, and you can, like, see that it's that bad. I mean,
1: that's the thing. Like, my man's, like, 75, 76. Like,
0: what more physical – He you just know, did a movie about dogs that got shat on. I, I did. I I saw it. I was like – And people were, like, get hyped for it or something. I think something. IGN gave, like, a two or a three. Ooh. Yeah, one of the I, I mean, movies. hey, I,
1: I really enjoy the Indiana Jones franchises. You know, a lot, obviously a lot of people do, <laughs> but <laughs> for five – I mean, as uh, a skip for me, as a completist, I, I got to see how, because there's no way he's doing another one after this. So I imagine this is his. Well, his bow sh- wow.
0: after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you think that was it. Yeah, I and mean, you think, ended with aliens. I mean, you think that would be there was a refrigerator that survived a nuclear blast.
1: Well, how crazy <laughs> could
0: you get? He rolls well, out of a
1: fridge. I was like, And like that was like their intent of kind of Shia taking over the yeah. franchise, but then kind of. I guess the backlash of him or him and what it seems to where they didn't see out of oh. eye or something. They had an altercation and yeah. it, didn't, it didn't work out, but yeah. hey, well, we're getting the
0: fifth one. And apparently we're getting this Uncharted movie because Tom Holland says the Uncharted movie is going to begin filming in four weeks. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Didn't you just get your seventh director? This is crazy to me that this is rushed. Yeah. This is very yeah. fast. The
1: only thing I have a little, like, I, I think I even texted, I have a little comfort that he, he said that. They've been out there in the jungle. They've been, you know, prepping stunts for weeks or months or however long. So it's like okay,
0: six different directors.
1: It's like, but at least they're actually out there doing something, not just sitting on their ass waiting for, like you said, the seventh, eighth director. But
0: I forget. I think they said what game this is going to take a lot of cues from. I think it's three because Uncharted three. I thought uh, thought he said four. That was one of his favorite. Oh, oh, that walk. Three, I think, is the movie because. Uh, Uncharted 3 features a lot of young Nathan Drake in the game. You go back and forth from young Playing Nathan him, Drake yeah, that's right, that's right. To, to current yeah. day. So I think that's where the movie's going to draw a lot from because Tom Holland is not 35. Like, and
1: and Wahlberg still signed on for Sully. Oh,
0: God. That that I'm psyched on. Mark Wahlberg is Sully to me. Anybody who's ever played an Uncharted game and knows Sully, I think Mark Wahlberg is. Much as he's not going to look good in that role, so he's not an old Sully get so white jacked? dude <laughs> with like white hair and a cigar. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg is so is so perfect for that role. I'm psyched on that. Real, real psyched. And I mean that. I'm psyched on the movie. I honestly can't wait. I kind of hope, I still kind of hope it just goes away. That, We're getting it. It's going like, it. like to gonna say get it. It's going to get us 20 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's going to do very poor cr- uh, critically I hope it and commercially. It does great. Oh, I hope so. I just don't believe it. Okay. I think the Gears of War movie is going to be a piece of shit.
1: And I love the game. I, I don't the, mean hey, we, we thought the Sonic movie wasn't gonna do, do well, good. Well, no, it's no, no. Really we good. thought
0: we thought that it wasn't gonna do good based on the first design. When they True. did the redesign, we came on and said, We did wow, yeah, it it, it looks much better. But now, I don't think you're we not a Jim Carrey guy. I'm I'm
1: an older Jim Carrey guy. So like guy. But the, I think after seeing him in interviews with it, I even said to you was like, okay, he turned me around a little bit on this movie. Right. So I This have is to a
0: movie it. I want to see. I was very confident after seeing that new trailer. I would Absolutely have to see footage of this Uncharted movie. I think you say that about any movie, but like, I need to see a trailer to stamp my opinion of am I going or not.
1: I don't honestly, I don't even need to say it. I'm phew, going.
0: This is rough for me. Uh, Mulan is getting a PG-13 rating, and you may ask yourself. Why the hell is that news of all things? I'll tell you why. Because of all these Disney live action films and hell, just the pantheon of Disney movies in general, we don't see many things above a PG. No. This is actually tells me that this movie is going to be more violent than it's leading on. Well, I, I don't mean, think it's a language thing. Yeah, oh, it's be a I mean, I think the
1: trailers alone kind of – We
0: may see some shit. I think Bambi might get a 13 based no, off that no. one
1: scene well, alone. I mean, depending how graphic they get. Can you
0: imagine just like in uh, My Cousin Vinny when she's down by the road, You blow oh, the motherfuckers yeah, head off. Of I, I mean,
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> that could be a way that Disney goes. But it, it, to me, like Mulan, it's. It, I know I said before, I never liked the animated movie. Yeah. But this looks, it looks awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see this.
0: I'm I, out. I'm out. Tag me out. You're in. All right, out of the I'll, two I'll, of us. You're the more of the movie guy. I think we love movies equally. I think you just like seeing them more. Yeah,
1: like, I, know. But also, I like the thought of movies but again, more like, than but watching. But we have them.
0: like different tastes sometimes. Like we you sure know do. Mean? So it's like you well, know. What are your three favorites, and what are mine? I mean, they are legit opposites. <laughs> you know. I am a music movie guy yeah. and a bad movie guy. That's it. You're an action guy, drama, comedy. thriller. I'm a comedy, music shit. Yeah, that's my yeah. three favorite genres. Comedy, music, shit. shit. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, an update on a story we talked about last week. The uh, new Planet of the Apes movie that we thought was going to be like a reboot, a soft reboot of the franchise. Today, as a matter of fact, Wednesday, the director, Wes Ball, actually came out and said, No, 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 no. I don't know where this came from. This is not a reboot. It's actually going to be a sequel to War for the Planet of the Apes, which was the third in that series. We're going to get another movie in this storyline. How do uh, you feel about that? No, I I, I still don't
1: know. i um, I, I, after the third one, I I kind of wanted to see what else, would happened next. You know, I, I'm tired of uh, two, three movies come out, bam, another reboot. Two movies, reboot. Continue something. And I thought, you know, the third one to me wasn't as good as the second one. But, I, I mean, I, I, I'm interested to see what West Ball can come up with. Because it's, you know, the third one. I mean, they, where do you go? That's what I'm saying. The, the main guy's dead. Yeah. Spoiler. Where do you go? I don't even remember his name. The, the, Mark Wal- Or uh,
0: James Franco's character?
1: Yeah, no, the, the monkey. Uh, Caesar? Caesar. That's it. Jesus. I Andy fart. Serkis. Yeah.
0: I think Andy Serkis plays multiple roles, roles in that. I'm not sure, but I definitely know he plays Caesar. Koga? Was that the bad Koga, monkey?
1: that was the bad
0: guy. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so we have our – that was it for the movie section. We got box office sure, coming. Uh, for the box office section, this is for President's Day weekend. So Valentine's Day through the 17th. So just a few days ago, our top ten. Coming in at number ten, new to the list – uh, is going to be downhill at 5.1 million dollars and I was right there wasn't a for some reason a box office mojo missed last week when I couldn't find it when we're doing it, the they show did, did because upload it. it usually has last week's rating and it doesn't this time it only has movies that just Could have just out. been down whatever. so more. yeah something happened but 5.1 million dollars for downhill number nine do little at 6.1 million dollars number eight getting that Oscar bump. Uh, Parasite at $6.6 million. I would like to see what that movie did last week, which was right after the Oscars. That was probably in the top four, I'd imagine, uh, with it being... Uh, movie of the year number seven jumanji the next level at 6.8 million dollars still hanging on
1: that made over 700 million worldwide that movie's still chugging
0: number six 1917 and 9.4 i shared my spoiler-free impressions about it last week on the episode so check out 173 if you're interested in my thoughts on uh, 1917 which i know you're not but still, it would make me happy. <laughs> number five, Bad Boys for Life at 13.1. Hanging yeah. on three or four weeks into yeah, still it. Still doing good. Still doing well, which I'm excited to hear. Uh, new to the list, The Photograph at $13.2 million. At number three, also new to the list, at $13.7 million is Fantasy Island. This next one's rough. Birds of Prey and mm. the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn at only $19.7 million. Continues not to do great commercially, although some people say based on its budget, it's it's, it's, okay, it's doing okay. I mean, but it's not doing expected. I mean, uh, it's I
1: did see someone reported that I think it had a forty-eight percent drop, but then like you know, Suicide Squad or like had like sixty-seven, and even Endgame had like a sixty-five percent drop. So it's it's not.
0: Well, Endgame also made a billion in three days. True.
1: Uh, but also I had a you know or the budget was humongous, you know what I mean? Obviously, you know, we, we, I think their their just marketing campaign was off. And also I don't think it's been out released in China yet, so you still kinda wait for that.
0: And I I don't know how much of it I mean, right now the you can't count on anything with China right now with coronavirus. True. It's a real no, thing. No, true, true. We we you just you can't really count on that stuff. And I think like the internet hype machine is so real that this whole Sonic thing has really caught wind of a lot of folks. Sonic made $70 yep. million one. Dollars in the number one spot. That beats out, what, every other movie every, on this this combined, almost?
1: And it over-projected what they thought they were going to make. So, I mean, I, I mean, it's great to hear that it's been reviewed well. Audience are, audience are loving it. And it made money. And it's good to see. Maybe hope for a sequel.
0: And I think, like... Bring the, on Knuckles. This is, like, the same thing. Bring on Tails. I don't know if Tails is in it. I haven't seen it. Yet. Always but, like, boy. bring out... I, th- I think of, like, the Joker. Who... Joker made over a billion. Think of all the people that without the controversy on Twitter and the internet hype would have never seen that movie. No, 100%. People saw it because they wanted to cash in and be like, oh, I saw it." It was an it was a take on modern society in the yeah. 80s of Gotham, and it's like it wasn't. Yeah. So, uh this is similar. Like, I think people are seeing Sonic because, "Holy shit, I played that game when I was a kid." It's being t- it's trending on Twitter. Yeah. Let me go to the theater because Get reviewed well. So like, exactly. I think like the internet hype machine is helping that movie out. As many times as it can fuck over uh, something, it can also do something just as equally great. Not great. Uh, these movies coming out this week. We have Emma this weekend. So if you're looking to go to the theater. This weekend of the 21st of February, you have Emma, you have The Call of the Wild, which is the Harrison Ford doggo movie movie. that we were just shitting on, Uh, Brahms, The Boy 2, uh, which is just great that we're getting a sequel to The Boy, which is the biggest piece of shit movie. Uh, You have Greed, you have The Night Clerk, and you have The Impractical Joker's movie uh, before next week with some anime shit that's hitting. Uh, and and
1: everything ones. you named, I'm like, all right, go go with Impractical Jokers. I don't think,
0: yeah, I think Impractical Jokers is like the only one of these. Maybe the doggo with Harrison Ford cracks the top 10 just because it's a Harrison Ford movie. But none of these movies are going to do no gangbusters. I think we're even, so, I think, I think Sonic holds the line. I think we're late, so late on the Impractical Jokers thing. When they announced this movie, which wasn't that long ago, I commented on it on Facebook and I was like, guys, hey, this movie is perfect six years ago. Yeah. Like 2012, when you guys were at like the height of well,
1: it. you figure now they're on what, like season nine, whatever they're on? I couldn't even They've been going on for a while.
0: I mean, it's, it started right around when I started working at the company I worked at before where I am now. And that was in 2012. So about eight yeah. years ago, it was kind of getting its legs, I'll say. Into the television section. And then any other night, this is a leading story. And it's just crazy. That Stranger Things 4. Has dropped about a minute long teaser, and boy howdy, it confirmed. Yeah. Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen season three. Hit the thirty second button now to go ahead, and you'll be you'll be done talking about it. But Hopper's alive.
1: Yeah, they didn't waste any time. No, they we, just we, said here you go. Don't even speculate anymore. He's alive. He they,
0: they confirmed what we all thought yeah. and what we knew, but it's it's he's there. Um, so if you've seen this. Ch- this teaser and you haven't seen three yet it's going to take a little bit of the the zing away from you
1: but the coming three. from the ending of season three we were 99.9 percent sure it was him in the cell Yep. period
0: 100 but- and now it's confirmed i am more concerned about where those train tracks that they're building are going that to me is a story does does the gang go to russia does Russia come back to the States? So you don't States? think it's going to be in Hawkins? It's Well, the first teaser that they um, had was the uh, upside down overgrowing in a forest and the sign said, you're now leaving Hawkins. I think that was a sign that we're okay. – especially, I mean, again, spoiler, hit the 30-second button, especially at the end when they're moving. Like they're, they're not, they're yeah. not being, they're not gonna be in Hawkins anymore. I think Hawkins has told its story. It as a city was I, a great character. No, I was gonna say after, its time is ready to
1: go. After all the shit they've been through, I'm moving to Alaska. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Right. So like, I, I don't know. Like, I think I hate the idea of season four taking place exclusively in Russia. I hope that it's like a side story that some at some point makes its way into the main story. But I hope we don't just start out in episode one. We're going to Russia to get you-know-what back. I just – it scares me. But there was also talk now that that they could do a season five when originally it was only supposed to be four. I think the no, season no, five I, is – they even said it. Like we were only originally planning for four. We're well, now talking about five. Five has not been renewed yet. Well, so well, like I, I, I think the, it's an inevitable. I, yeah,
1: I thought from the get-go, they, I thought the guy said five. Yeah, huh. in
0: this recent interview, I, I said four. But huh. at the same time, it's inevitable. You couldn't tell your story in three – this has potential. Like, you you have a way to get out of this story now, but I don't think anything you can tell in eight episodes is going to be enough. Yeah. I think, like, that five could tie back. Just don't dexter it.
1: Yeah. Learn from Game of Thrones. Don't, short, don't shorten the Thrones. season to six episodes. Yeah,
0: right. I think, at least with Netflix, we know it's safe at eight. I just hope they don't go dexter and, and go way dexter. Go jump in the shark. Lumberjack. They jumped the shark. You jumped the lumberjack instead of jumping the shark. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, I have some quick impressions on Twilight Wings, episode two, which is the. The short five minute Pokemon Galar region anime. We did episode one. Um, I'll do all seven because I don't. There's no real schedule when they're dropping. It was like a month ago when one came out. They're just like here's two. Here's two yeah. um, it was good. Uh, you know, it's like six and a half minutes. I think my only gripe, and it it shows B, who is one of the Sword exclusive gym leaders. So it's a gym leader in Galar. She goes out to the mountains to train. My biggest problem, the. Only out of six and a half minutes, they showed a decent number of things. She's training, things happen. I don't want to give spoilers away. It's six and a half minutes. If I tell you one thing, it's yeah, not this- but I will say this out of the entire six and a half minutes of all the Pokemon you see, you see one from Galar. You see one Gen A Pokemon. I know and that pissed you off. And it's fucking Corviknight who's the taxi. So of course you're gonna see it. That's how you get that's how you fly. Yeah, she's got a Machamp, a Machop, and a Machoke. Guys, can we move on from Gen 1? I love Gen One just as much as everybody else. Gen One's my second favorite generation behind Four, and arguably the probably it might even be my favorite. So like, I get the love, but fuck man, can we? You have so many good fighting types, especially now. I know she uses a Gigantamax Machamp in the game, so like that's that. You didn't need the Machoke and the Machop.
1: Like, yeah, com- show me something new, yeah, you different. Got,
0: you got Klebopus. You got a ton of great fighting types in in Gen Eight alone. That's Get people hyped on that. They're doing it because, oh, I know that thing. I know Machamp. I know Machop. So I'll watch it. I get it. It's all a marketing thing. But man, let's get some new Pokemon in these episodes because I can't I can't love it if you're going to keep doing this and show me only Gen 1 stuff. You kind of did it in episode 1 too. Let's see some Galar stuff. Uh, it's available on YouTube now. Um, Dispatches from Elsewhere. That show was on my list of top three things I'm looking forward to most. I think it was my number three. Uh... It's a show starring Jason Siegel. It's an anthology on AMC coming, I believe, March 1st or March 6th. One of them. It's right around the corner, just a week or so away. So I'm super hyped on it. But um, for our episode 176, so not next week, but the week after that, uh, I'm going to have early impressions. Um, and you get a
1: little sneaky peek. I
0: get a little sneaky peeky. I was invited to an early screening. Um, Fancy. Uh yeah, downtown Philadelphia. I was invited to an early screening next Friday, so I'm gonna go to that. Uh, with a Q and A with Jason uh, Jason Siegel afterwards. Um, and a panel with him and the showrunner and one of the actresses from the show. So I'm super psyched on that. Uh, so um, I'll have uh, I guess my not like impressions or a review, but I'll have my story of getting to see dispatches from elsewhere early. Talk about the show a little bit. And also, shit, man, I get to meet Jason Segel. So, hey, well, maybe have him on the show. Uh, you know, listen, <laughs> I don't know whose palms I got to grease or how many paychecks I got to give Here's up. Here's a crisp Abraham Lincoln. Thank I'm you. I'm willing to do that. An Abe? I can give up an Abe to get a Segel. Yeah. It's a fair I, trade to I, I'll, me. I'll pay your Uber. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, Sasha Banks. WWE superstar Sasha Banks maybe joining the Mandalorian for season two. And no idea what role, but I'd imagine it'd be a fun one. Has
1: she acted anything before? I, I mean, I'm wrestling sorry. is acting. Yeah. But I mean, like she's a, like a
0: shitty actress. She's. I have put this out on Twitter where Nia Jax, of all people, retweeted it, and it got a lot of traction. Um, I was hated that day on Twitter, but we got a lot of downloads. Uh, <laughs> I think Sasha Banks is the worst. WWE female superstar on the mic. She, I, I thought she's been quiet recently. She's been hurt. Okay. And probably also off filming, uh, if this is true. But um she's the worst superstar on the mic. It,
1: well, maybe she will be in mandolin armor and we won't see her.
0: No, no. No. The worst on the mic. She's fine. Maybe she ring. plays she's mute. great in the ring. We but there's got, no mute mandalorian I hope she has no speaking lines. Just like <laughs> I don't want her to be like Manto, I'm the legit. Boss, it's no no that
1: that, that that, that's. I
0: just hear Michael Cole when she comes on the screen. Michael Cole's the now.
1: I I know, but I just want to say (laughs) when
0: when she comes on the screen,
1: Cole. I think I I just
0: hear Michael Cole just go, "It's boss time in the Mandalorian," and I immediately fast forward, and then you're completely tuned out. I would the the Mandalorian would absolutely show up on my top three worst of the year if that happens. That's how bad Damn. it is. Uh, Mark Hamill will voice Skeletor in Netflix's Masters of the Universe Revelation series from Kevin Smith coming to Netflix. I actually have a picture of all the voice cast. What do you think about this? Pretty much kind of surprised out of nowhere that Mark Hamill is going to play I, one of the biggest roles.
1: I mean, I think it's it's a great choice. Mark Hamill plays a great villain, obviously. The, the Joker is, it's just how much, how much great villain. He's,
0: gonna... he's a great villain as Luke Skywalker.
1: Yeah, well, mainly just focusing on the Joker.
0: Just kidding, though. He's not a villain as Luke Skywalker was.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's what they but, call a joke.
0: But it's I, nine o'clock somewhere. I mean, his
1: the whole cast is actually it's a stellar cast. Only if you have the list in front of you. I do. Yeah,
0: I have uh, Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Lena Headey is in it hey. as Evelyn. Uh, Chris Wood, Sarah Michelle Geller, Liam Cunningham, Diedrich Bader. Was uh,
1: Batman in Batman: Brave and the Bold?
0: Alicia Silverstone. Justin Long, Phil Lamar, Jason Mews, uh b- 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 Kevin Michael Richardson, Kevin Conroy and Harley Quinn okay. Smith, who's Kevin Smith He, Smith's he literally
1: just asked all his friends and people he loves and worships this to which, be in this. Which like, is no, awesome, no, which is great. And the uh who's playing He-Man? That was Chris uh he- Evans. No, no, okay. no he he's, he plays Monel in Supergirl. That's where okay. he gets that from.
0: Gotcha. Um he what, directed him? Yeah. Uh let's see what do we got left. Christopher Hivju, Hivju, Hiveju, I don't know. He played Tormont Giants Bane in, in uh, Game of Thrones. He's gonna join the cast of the Witcher season two. He's believed to be Nivellen, who is a monstrous cursed nobleman.
1: I, I love the casting. I think it's perfect. I, I just don't know the Thrones. character yeah. that he's playing.
0: I I mean, like, he brought so much life to Tormont Giants Bane and so much humor and comedy. Not even like spoken word, just his um his fa- body his language, face, his facial face. expressions, his nonverbal communication—he was excellent. This is—I you know—he has the face of that Norse oh, old mythology. B- you know, he's perfect for those period pieces. And I still roles. can't
1: believe you haven't started The Witcher. I, 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 I did. Just, I started it, like, but finished. I, I, I could finish know. it. Oh, you hundred percent finished?
0: No, I finished episode one. That's enough for me. Oh man, it's tough to hear. Not my, not my, not my shtick. Yeah. I'll give it a shot later. Too much other shit right now. Too much other yeah, shit on hurts. the block. I'm watching, like, six movies at once right now. Well, that, that's just... We're still... We have three episodes left of Ozark.
1: Finish like, that first. Jesus. Like, come on now. Get your shit together. You
0: gotta fucking... Don't start... You gotta start Ozark. God Goddamn.
1: Sorry, hey, at least I, I just finished four seasons of Lucifer.
0: You gotta start two seasons of Ozark. I'll it's half there. of Lucifer. I'll, I'll get there. You, you will. You need to. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm almost there. It seems Nick Van Dyke's LinkedIn, of all sources... Is the cat out of the bag here for an Overwatch animated series and a Diablo anime?
1: Don't people learn? Just cancel your LinkedIn page. Throw it out. Get rid of it.
0: I mean, he's the VP of Blizzard. I don't think he can do that. Who needs he's to kind LinkedIn of a anymore? Deal. Come
1: on. Here's my number. Get
0: Literally everyone. Literally everyone. I don't have a LinkedIn. Literally everyone but you.
1: I know there's more people don't have a LinkedIn. Uh,
0: let's see, uh, what would you think of an animated series for Overwatch or a Diablo anime? I know two. maybe uh, you're closer I, to Diablo. Than yeah, Overwatch, I would
1: say out of the two, Diablo. Okay. I would Plus, I'd Diablo is an anime, which is a lot exactly. a little bit
0: more like your style. It's
1: more like darker Overwatch. It seems like more like Kitty. I don't know.
0: Overwatch has some CG cutscenes in it has a little bit of story. Uh, I think on YouTube or even in the game, you can get a couple minutes of story here and there. I mean, we've. We've seen the precedence for what an Overwatch CG animated show could look like. I don't think it's going to be hand-drawn animation. That's what I'd appreciate about Diablo is that hand-drawn anime style uh, because I appreciate the anime style, which is actually an update for our next story. This is from the Jake Fine interview we did last week on the show, part of episode 172 or 173. I can't remember. What are we on right now? 174. 174. So, yeah, 173. Jake Fine said that his favorite anime that he's been watching lately was Demon Slayer, uh, *Kimetsu no Yaiba, or Yaiba, and uh I was like, okay, I've kind of heard of it. I've heard the name before, and then I go on and I realize, oh, Demon Slayer, *Kimetsu no Yaiba wins the anime of the year at Crunchyroll's fourth a- uh, annual anime awards. So, yeah, I think he was right. It's a pretty big it's deal. I like, like, okay, Jake, we believe you. <laughs> yeah, we we didn't before. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, of course, man. That's that's yeah. pretty cool. So yeah, I think I checked Hulu because I was like, I got to start watching this. It's only subbed. I'm the dub loser. Yeah, yeah. I know it's available dubbed. I've seen it. So uh, I got to get on that train. Yeah, I, I got to
1: check that out myself. Somebody
0: send me a link or give me your Crunchyroll password because <laughs> like I got to check out the the dubbed version of uh, Ketsuno, Ketsuno Yaiba. Uh, last in TV, TV Line reports that Netflix and WB are in talks to extend Lucifer past its upcoming final fifth season so
1: the fifth season they have a total of 16 episodes they're going to release it first eight then you know back eight. i guess the end of the year um from what i just watched in season four i freaking love it now they actually i feel like netflix gave them more money so that he's able to be in kind of like demon form or devil form a little bit more like you've only seen like a peek of him in the first two or three you know two or three seasons I'm all I'm all all for it. Sign me up season six, Ashley season her seven. Ashley and mom too. They love Lucifer. I, I'm in. The, the cast is fantastic, so I suggest watch Lucifer on Netflix.
0: Uh, let's go into gaming.
1: And I'll take over here. We'll start off at our favorite. We got the January MPD
0: for the 15th consecutive month. The Nintendo Switch was the highest selling console in January 2020. Uh, Nintendo has sold over 52 million units, which we've documented on this show before. But what about the games, you say? Across all platforms, what were the top 10 selling games of January? Well, my friends, we have it here for you. Number 10, Red Dead Redemption 2. Damn. Number 9, Ring Fit Adventure. Hey. Hey. One of your favorites. That's really cool. Number 8, fittingly, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. All right. 23 million copies nbd no big deal uh, number seven super smash brothers ultimate number six nba 2k20 number five we'll skip because
1: is it grand theft auto it is grand theft auto Jesus five God. found
0: its way back into the top 10 but not at like 10 or nine. Dude,
1: it's it's still five well, like
0: 2013 ladies and gentlemen we're going on almost a decade God. i think Give that game up, I think people. it's going to be February, two because of some online content they're releasing. And also, one of the heads of Rockstar, one of the Hauser brothers, just left Rockstar. And he wrote GTA 3, 4, 5, Red Dead 1, Red Dead 2, Bully. He's one of the most influential people in video games. And he left Rockstar. I think that notoriety and that press is going to drive some sales, too. So expect it on February's yeah. NPD. Jesus. Number four, Jedi Fallen Order uh, from our friends at um, – it? who did that one? My God, Respawn, I think. They do them? Whoever did Titanfall. Anyway, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, number three, Madden NFL 20. Number two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. And number one, the third best-selling game in franchise history, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot.
1: Dude, hey, it's actually it's funny. Machi texted me, I think, last week. He was like, yo, you got to get Kakarot. I was like, I know, man. I just... I can just
0: watch you play it. <laughs>
1: hey, and he does, which I did watch. I was it looks cool, it looks fun, but it's like, do I want to get a game? Do I want to sit down and invest these hours that I know that I have to invest in if I want to enjoy this game?
0: Yeah, I'll it's wait. It's the same story you've heard before. And right? It's
1: like I played them all. I've watched the show a million times. I know it I I know they add a couple I heard they add a couple new things and maybe one day what when I pick it up for ten bucks off the rack or something.
0: Off. Okay. Oh. Excuse me. Like I said, third highest selling game in Dragon Ball franchise history. Do you know the first two? You've played them both. Budokai is one.
1: Oh, it's the other one's uh, um, you know it. Battle. I'm looking at the case and I can't even think of. You own the game. I know, and I can't think of the name. Dragon just Ball give me a
0: give me a description. DBZ battles. No, you you got this part. <laughs> <laughs> Fighters.
1: Oh, Fighters <laughs> Z. Yeah. You, you own that, right? It's it's on the bottom pile. But you have it?
0: <laughs> I do have yeah, it. yeah, so you contributed.
1: I did. I did. They, they got my money.
0: <clears throat> ben Schwartz reacts to Sonic 2 speedrun on IGN. And that is not the story here. It's cool, man. Sonic, the guy who plays Sonic, Ben Schwartz, he was on IGN. He reacted to a Sonic 2 speedrun or even Sonic 3. I think it was Sonic 2 uh, speedrun. That's cool. Oh, but wait. The speed run was from my friend, Supersonic. So 71089, I just want to throw a shout out. He's We've talked about him having him on the show before. He's one of the most accomplished Mario runners and Sonic runners in the world. Um, he's plays at all the different um, marathons. He cosplays as Fire Mario. He wears it on stage while he's playing. He's a good friend of mine. He's followed our stream since we did it back in the day. He's a mod in my chat. I'm a mod in his awesome. chat. Um, I watch him all the time. We've grown a, a friendship, even though he lives in California. So I consider him one of my speed running friends. And of all people, he got to be the person IGN featured to have Ben Schwartz kind of voice crit- of Sonic critique his speed run. And a guy who's a million followers on fucking Instagram or on Twitter, IGN tweeted out the link to it and tagged Sonic in it. I hope that That's brought awesome. you more friends, followers and fans than you can imagine from that one tweet, dude. Congratulations. That's why this is a story, because my boy is fucking famous.
1: That's awesome. Pumpkin Jack is coming to PC and consoles in quarter four of 2020.
0: Head Up Games is uh, released today that that Pumpkin Jack, a brand new 3D platformer, is coming. And they reached out and said, hey, would you like a copy when it drops? Of course, I would like a copy to review when it drops. I'll have that review for you when the game drops later this year. Three D platform in the style of Medieval and Ratchet and Clank and Jackson Daxter and uh, Jack and Daxter. I'm sorry, and, and all those old PlayStation three D platforms that you love. Uh, there is a, a trailer available now for Pumpkin Jack on YouTube. But I told him, of course, I want that their, uh, that review copy so I can shout the game out and tell everybody how I feel about it. But I'm also going to do you one better. And just talk about it tonight on the pod. I'd love to do that too. Oh my god. I'm psyched as hell for this game. I love the old PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 era style 3D platforms. I love medieval. I love Ratchet and Clank. So to have something like a spiritual successor to both. Here you go on PC and console. Coming soon this year. Keep a lookout for it. And on this show as well. Pumpkin Jack. Super psyched to get that game in my hands. We're now getting a new Switch Life Color. Switch Light. Did I have life in there? It's light. Uh, it's coral, and that's the only reason I say it was one of my wedding colors and one of my favorite colors overall. That coral? nice pink-orange oh, type okay. color. Different. It's, it's a beautiful looking console. Usually, if like the switch releases a new color or like the PS1, we wouldn't report on it, but it was one of my wedding colors. I love my wife.
1: Aw. You know such I mean? a softie. You know what I mean? Now we mentioned earlier, but we know that Animal Crossing is getting it direct on Thursday morning. Yeah. We'll talk about that on next week's
0: podcast. Yeah, I mean like. Uh, it's, it's yesterday by the time you're hearing this. So all the news about it's out. You know, if there's anything super important to us, we're not animal crossing guys. I can appreciate fans that are, this is Nintendo's chance to sell me on the game. At right now I'm, I'm not getting it animal crossings to me. is just too much. I don't, it's a game you have to play every day to keep up with it. So I I don't, I don't have that in me right now, but there is a direct and if there's any big news, we'll share it on social media. Maybe we'll talk about it next week's show, but if you somehow missed it and it's now Friday. Go on YouTube. Go on Nintendo's YouTube channel. It's a 25-minute Direct dedicated to one game. Now, Nintendo, give us the big one. Give us the real Direct. That's coming in the next two, three weeks. It has to be. I can't sit here and not have a Nintendo Direct to talk about. This is the longest drought we've had. (laughs) Sam and I need to talk about a Nintendo Direct. I need to get him to buy a fucking Switch. And Nintendo, you're not doing a great job of helping me convince this man to buy a Nintendo Switch. You need to drop a Direct with, like... Uncharted and <laughs> Twisted Metal is no, coming back. The Switch. I think
1: honestly, what they would, what they would need for me, they need a new Mario Kart. That that's the game that oh I don't I, I drove to. It, I, it's impossible. They ain't never getting a Griffey game. So if, if that's what I swear, if that ever happened, I I just so stop Mario what I'm doing. So when Mario Kart Nine
0: it, is announced, you will get a Switch. I will get
1: one. If if not, I already will have one. My my plan is to get one sooner than that, but you never know.
0: Moving into the music section, I just want to do a quick impressions of um, this new single that's out now as you're listening to this podcast. It's called Love Is Gone by the band Local Nomad. It's not a band. It's a one-man show. Um, Really, really intrigued by uh, by this single. And quite frankly, I'm new to Local Nomad as a fan, and I'm a fan, dude. This is really good stuff. It reminds me of Angels and Airwaves mixed with the format, mixed with contemporary folk and, like, new folk, all mixed together with so, Jake Fine on top of it. If you can picture all of that's those an, things. That's
1: an interesting mix.
0: Think of if Origami Crane was a solo act. Okay. And was layered in on all of those other things I just said. That's what you get. And I and I don't even know if that's doing it justice. It's really, really, really good um love is gone it's a new single like i said out now it's on spotify give it a listen Uh, our plan is to have local nomad on the show eventually we're talking dates now uh but there's another song i wanted to shout out because when i find a new artist i want to find all their stuff and listen to all their stuff when i was listening to local nomad dying breed is a it's his number one song on his spotify list at just under 35,000 streams but that's the one i went to and holy shit Song blew my mind, blew my expectations out of the water. So I just want to give a shout out to Local Nomad uh, and the the song Love is Gone. Check it out now on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your audible goodness. And keep a lookout if we do an interview with Local Nomad. We'll let you know more about that in the future. Uh, Please go check out Local Nomad. Another band I love and was super psyched to see come back is You, Me, and Everyone We Know. They will be releasing new music on 228. It's called Fine, F-I-N-E. We don't know yet if it's a full-length or a single or an EP. They've hidden it from us, and they're coming to Philly in just a couple of weeks as a one-time show at Creep Records. I'm super psyched. I love You, uh, You, Me, and Everyone We Know to the point where the last time I saw them, the lead singer, Ben, took off his pants. And recorded or and played a set in his undies, real weird for yeah, me and Ash to watch that. That's that's odd. But if you ask her, hey, what do you remember from Pineland's music festival? It's meeting jukebox the ghost, hanging out with Cruiser, and the meeting guy singing Serge, in his, his
1: and the undies. guy
0: singing his undies.
1: That's a mix. Oh, and
0: and a delicious chicken parm cone, pizza cone. It was a chicken parm pizza in a cone. Let we a need night. more of that. It was it was an all day <laughs> festival for the ages, Sam. Let's get into our final topics of the night, uh, our top three, and then your CGC spotlight. Burger King is introducing the Fry Burger in New England, which is just fries, ketchup, and mayonnaise on a bun. That's a lot of potato, a lot of starch. It's kind of weird. This was kind of done in the U.S. back in 2013, <clears throat> but we took the cheap way out. and We put a burger patty, a burger patty on there, too, so it doesn't really nah. count. But this ain't available in the United States, just New Zealand. You can't get fries on bread. In the United States. I, I did love
1: the burn by Wendy's on Twitter where it said, because your meat sucks, so you have to put fries on it. I was like,
0: oh, shit. Wendy's is, is vicious. No, dude, I'm they're kidding. awesome on Twitter. They, they are an awesome They follow. grill McDonald's pretty hard every day. It's fantastic. So we decided to do our top three fast food chain French fries. I love food top threes. What do you got? Yeah, Number three, I won't
1: be gay. I love Burger King. I love their fries. I'm, I'm old school. I It has to be hot. Usually, BK is one that I usually do get hot. Yeah. I go to the one on Street Road. A little bit better.
0: 24 hours, I believe. Yeah,
1: it is. And you get the original chicken sandwich. I just think that, that combo, I can't go wrong.
0: I, I love BK, but I they're my number four. Um, I took them off the list for, for two reasons. For Wendy's. No, oh, for okay. two reasons. One, they changed their fries in the last five to seven years to like a little thicker fry. When, sure. oh, when they were the oh. thin ones and they were double batter fried... Nothing beat them. They would have been my number one, easy. Hmm. Um, and the number, the number two reason I knocked them off is this is a new chain that I've just recently been introduced to. Uh, and this is like a dark horse in the fight. Who's and the they're checkers? delicious. HT, hot and tender, fried chicken joint. Oh, in Franklin, Franklin Oh, Mo-
1: uh, I got bad experiences. So I can't even speak on it.
0: The fries are so unbelievably good. They're so good. I can eat them the next day, and fries are arguably the worst thing on the planet reheated. And I ate them the next yeah. day. I'm over two for that place. I I'm two, two for chances. Two. I'm two for two.
1: Uh, I love that. Place. They got a little, one, a little
0: pricey. A little pricey. They
1: are. They only got one more shot left with me. Did then, you get the spicy? I got. I got the, uh, their um, chipotle sauce. Then they had like a uh, the house sauce. No, there was something else like a
0: hot and spicy sauce. like like not like a soy sauce, but it was something else. I've had all their sauces. I don't have anything with a soy to it. There's barbecue, honey mustard, ranch, sriracha, hot and spicy sauce, sweet Thai chili. That yeah, was it, sweet,
1: sweet Thai chili.
0: You can get that bottle yeah. anywhere. Yeah, and that, that, was, that all was all right. The same. None, None wild me. You got to get the, the hot chicken. The chicken I felt was more just the spicy chicken, the spicy chicken, and the they sandwich, get,
1: or the actual you chicken. No, the actual okay. spicy
0: chicken strips with the hot and spicy sauce and the honey mustard. You go double dip, yeah. boom, and you nail it all out right. of the park. They're two for two for me. Great friends. All right.
1: Okay, and, and we left potato wedges off the list because I think – I'm pissed. It just, I'm pissed. It's an automatic, you know, it's an automatic number one. It's, erroneous on have, both. You guys. have to leave the wedges out. But number two, I had to go with the Chick-fil-A he waffle fries. You went with wedges. <laughs> I, I, I had, that would be my number one. I had to go with the waffle fries, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. The be, to me, the best fast food business in the game. Hands um, hands
0: Chick-fil-A would have been on my list if the reason I didn't like their fries was dipping it in Polynesian. Like uh. I think that's a cheap way out. If the fry tastes great on its own, all three of these fries taste good on their own, in my opinion. Chick-fil-A, I like them when I'm just eating them out of the bag like a savage. No. (laughs) Like a savage, but I got to dip them in the the Polynesian. I
1: don't need to. I can can eat it regular. It don't matter.
0: If we went sauce with fry, it'd be like McDonald's on there, Chick-fil-A. I left both of those guys off because my number two, my friend, is Arby's. What a delicious! Got to be in
1: the mood for the curly
0: fries. I love the curly. Got to be in the mood. Now they always say, "Say, hey, would you like the straight fries or the curly?" I slap yeah, them across man. the face. Why even ask me that fucking question? Give me the curly. One thing I hate: supersize me, bitch. Even if you get a large, it's I feel like small. you never get enough fries. It's always like this. That's little how keys. I feel about Chick Fil A. Their their uh, fries take up so much volume. You don't get any fries in a box. See, I usually you gotta get, pray for the fry get, that falls into the bottom of the bag and you get lucky. Well, true. I mean, you're very
1: true. I but I usually get the sandwich and I get like the twelve count nuggets. So, so usually I'm full. So that usually the price to You're full of
0: twelve nuggets and a fucking a sandwich fry, and fries. Be- uh, yeah.
1: from Chick fil A yeah. or from
0: Arby's. Anywhere. Arby's. Oh man, I can't See,
1: eat. I can't eat like I used to.
0: Oh, uh, dude, I'm a sandwich, nugget, fry guy, right? If I go to Chick-fil-A, give me the grilled sandwich, give me a three-piece spicy, extra spicy, and give me the large fry with a sweet tea. No, i I mean, I mean, me That's and Neil, Neil me. we used to
1: go grab a sandwich, split the thirty-piece nugget, have fries, I'd be stuffed for like the rest of the day. Arby's
0: has the meats, but I think they got the fries. Like Arby's, I like the classic. I roast love beef. the
1: Reuben. I, I always because you don't like you don't like the sauerkraut.
0: I don't like I don't like sauerkraut or or Russian. Or oh, I don't like Russian. of my favorite dressing. sauces. You like Russian dressing? So underrated. I, I don't like I it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I like the fries. And I, it's like this is like I'm saying, like, these fries are pure. There's no sauce needed for a delicious okay. French fry. Give me the okay. Arby's all day.
1: I'm a basic bitch. I love McDonald's. I knew it. <laughs> Dude, there's – okay, I'll, And I'll tell you why. I think it's their hot mustard.
0: See, you're going sauce, though. It's, That's not the fry. That's the but, restaurant. But it's what I think of
1: the fry. It's when I know I'm getting fries. Okay, but if they Nine ran out of hot
0: mustard, would you eat the fry?
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: By itself. You're smirking. I, w- I would. The no, people I would. can't was, see you so smirking. No,
1: there's times where they don't give me the sauce. I ask. I think I see in the bottom of it. It's not there. It's and I a get sweet upset. and
0: sour instead, and I get happy at that. I love the sweet and sour with the McDonald's fry. Perfect combination, it's, but I don't like the just, fry without it. It's embedded in me If they're fresh and hot. And very well salted. I like the McDonald's fry, but it's not a top it, three it, fry. It, it, not
1: a top it's, three. It's, it's just what I, I grew up eating a lot. You know, being a kid, they had the the Batman toys, the mugs. I always went to McDonald's. So now I you're just the-
0: going restaurant. You're not even going fry. You're not. Even, you're the fries off the table. No, here. it's McDonald's. You're one because of all the accoutrement that go with still, the McDonald's fry.
1: Still, where if, it I, ain't if, about if, fry. if I want fries though, I go to McDonald's. But I'm rarely in the mood for uh, fries, so Mc- it's like McDonald- there it
0: is. McDonald's had good fries in the nineties when they were fried in beef tallow, and now it's just beef flavoring, which can be really all artificial. So it's like, meh. I mean, it's all my number one. You said it earlier. You whispered it. Checkers. Oh my god! Yep. It's all the things you love about a curly fry, but, but straight, more, but more and more. There's it's flaky. It was- I love the flaky fry.
1: That in Popeyes was tough for me.
0: Oh my God! How did I leave Popeyes off?
1: Yeah,
0: sorry, H and T, you're out. Yeah. Popeyes it's is number, number
1: three, and that's why I'm, I'm shocked you said H <coughs> and I'm shocked.
0: So, so now I didn't even think about Popeyes fries. They're amazing. Yeah. They're probably two. Arby's is probably three. It's the seasoned oh, fry, man. I found- think about it. Curly's, Checkers, and and Popeyes all season I, their fries.
1: Here's a little here's a little secret I just found out recently about Popeyes. So, guys from work go there. They Have chicken sandwiches. No, I I go. I've been to Popeyes for years. Never heard this. He goes, Sam, when you go, ask for Cajun Sparkle. What I the said, fuck? Hey, my, I said, what? That's like a Sprite. I said, What's, what thing? the hell is that? He goes, yeah, it's like the, 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 the extra spices. You get a little packets. But they're, he's like, they're real stingy. If you don't ask, they'll never, you'll never get it. And I, I was like, I've never heard of this shit. I went, I was like, Cajun? I was like can I
0: get a, I a
1: question? Uh, Cajun Sparkle? Yeah, yeah, no problem. I was like, what the fuck?
0: With the with the So with they the gave meal? me like
1: five packets of this Cajun what? Sparkle. I was like.
0: Is it like in official Popeyes it, yeah, like wrapping? Yeah, it's just
1: Popeyes Cajun Sparkle. I took a. I'll show you the picture. I'm like, I mean, oh my god, have
0: to, It's got to go on our Instagram. No, we can't blow them up like that. We won't. We won't. No, no it's a play. secret. That's what. Yeah, these yeah, like. yeah, okay, so guys are going to know deal. right now.
1: Cajun Sparkle. It's just this little seasoning I put on my chicken. I was like, come on. Oh, on the chicken? Man, I chicken. you're
0: on on the fries. I threw it on there
1: too. Oh my god, you're they're a man man. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It just gives it this this flavor, and it goes. What do you think? I was like. It's got so much flavor, like and it just you get it is. Spicy chicken or the regular chicken, both don't matter. I tried him on both because I'm—you're I'm, oh, a fucking—he's got me savage. messed up with this. He's got me messed up with this. It blew my mind. I, I showed Alex. I goes, "What?
0: We get it, dude? Three days ago, he like,
1: it on my sandwich.' I poured a little bit. He goes, "Holy fuck! Where have we been all wait, our lives?" Wait, 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 wait. I said, "Bro, is I've it, been is going." Is it a
0: dry rub spice? You know, it's like,
1: just like like, like did seasoning. seasoning. Did you just like dip seasoning. your finger in it? No, and just, just like seasoning. seasoning. I just opened it and just sprinkled it on. Like but I did mean, you sprinkle in your mouth a little bit? I didn't do that, but I did. Just taste it, guys. Cajun Sparkle, the secret at Popeye's. Holy there it is. Holy shit. There it is.
0: Holy shit. All my cards are on So TV. his number one is Cajun Sparkle. That's what it's, that, that, that's
1: what it's come down to. You know what? I convinced myself. That is my number
0: Oh, one. my God. Sam. I got to keep you on this hype train. What's your CGC spotlight? Uh, And uh, I I guess I got to do this book now because
1: it may be leaving the nest on on a a trade deal. I'm just going to tease it that it could possibly be the biggest trade deal I've ever done. And I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah, you mentioned it last week. I'm excited to hear about it.
1: So uh, it won't happen for a little bit, but we'll see. This one here, Hawkman number four, the origin and first appearance of Zatanna, my girl. I got an 8.5 off-white-to-white pages. It's a Gardner Fox story, Murphy Anderson cover and art. Well, it says it's like October, November. It came out in 1964. To me, this is a a book that I believe is going to be going up soon. It's a big Silver Age book. Um, It's 8.5. I think I I want to upgrade on this book later. It's kind of one of the reasons why I want to trade it, because I want to just get that next that that upgrade, because they got 3.98s, they got 12.96s, 13.94s, 24.92s, 39.8s, and forty six eight point five. So I was like, okay, it's not that rare that there's only, you know, 10 copies out in the wild. Like, I feel like I actually have a shot to upgrade, but last 8.5 sale was 1,250 of last year. So the book's trending up. So I, all she needs is an announcement, and I, I think this book's going to skyrocket. But you have two stories in this book. The first one is the girl who's split in two. This is our origin. It's a little bit weird. But Carter Hall, <coughs> he's alerted by the police that there, there's a robbery in place. So him and Hawkgirl go to, to, I guess, to stop it. They're jumped by henchmen. After they beat them up, they see these two girls speaking gibberish. They're not making sense. They take them back to their ship. And then is like, oh, I understand what they're saying. They're, I guess they're, they're copying each other. So he pushes them together and they form Zatanna. Super weird origin. But that's how it goes. The second story they is. put a little cage of sparkle <laughs> on <side> of <laughs> Exactly. The second story is the machine that magnetized men. And I, I didn't get a chance to read it, but I did write this brief thing out that a guy controls people with magnets. That's all I got. I See,
0: that's, that's the Cliff Notes that's, <laughs>
1: version. That, that, the, the Cliff Notes Hawkman and Hulk Girl don't know if they can beat him. Uh, he, he, he steals, like expensive artifacts just appear in this museum and they go it's it's it, it just like the story was just fucking baffling i, I don't know what was going on in this issue but regardless it's the first appearance of Zatana. yeah you, ha- you have to get the book if, and
0: she's fused together by two gibberish speaking people
1: like literally it's it, it's a super weird story but Zatana is one of my favorites if you'd like to justice League dark if, if they ever continue that tv show that's been rumored that they might start she's definitely a top spot there I just watched an episode of Batman the Animated Series, which featured Zatanna, which was great. Hawkman number four. Silver Age key to buy. Whew.
0: That was it, man. That's episode 174. I think we did that in record time. We knew it was a little later than normal that we recorded. We knew it was a little bit slower of a newsweek, week, but I think we made it work. We pulled through in just an hour and a change here. So a little shorter than our general episode. But hey, listen. After doing our interview with Jason Page, we'll take a little bit of a shot. Hundred percent, not going to lie to you. So uh, appreciate everybody that hung around for episode one seventy four. Be ready for the Jason Page interview dropping Monday, the twenty fourth of February, and then episode seven one seventy five next week. We have some really cool stuff for you planned, and we'll eventually start doing these bonus episodes for you in the next couple of weeks. We have a lot of cool interviews coming down the pike that we're talking about. One that was supposed to be uh, today, we had to reschedule it. Uh, or, no, I'm sorry, yesterday we had to reschedule it. So, we're thinking about a million different things. We had a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. We can't wait to share it to you. We can't wait to get back into interviewing what, you know, what our heyday of 2017 where we you know, I think produced our best content. We're ready to get back to that. And we have a lot of folks lined up for the show that we think you're going to enjoy. Starting with our friend, Jason Page of the Pokemon anime theme song, among other awesome things. Thanks everybody for listening to episode 174. We'll see you next week for episode 174. We did it for-